United States Institute of Peace, along with Sirius XM's POTUS Channel 124, now present their weekly podcast. It was shocking. So the, the first thoughts I, I had that it was an assassination attempt because it was near downtown area Beirut. That's where usually the car bombs where they assassinate political personnel happen. That is uh, Hadi Nasrallah, who was a witness to the explosion in Beirut yesterday, which by the latest count has at least 100 dead scores wounded. There were two explosions, evidently, and it's not the reason why we were having our next guest on. It just so happens that his expertise does cover this area of the world. And while we don't know about some of the forensics surrounding the specifics on the the explosion itself, we can get a sense of how people are viewing this with Ambassador Hasham Yosef, who is the USIP, United States Institute of Peace Jennings Randolph Senior Fellow. He is tweeting at USIP and is joining us. Mr. Ambassador, thank you for being here on POTUS today. It's a pleasure to join you. I know that, as I said, this was not the reason why we had scheduled to have this discussion, but I am curious, when you heard the news and you started seeing the video, which I'm assuming you've seen, what were your thoughts? Well, it's a devastating explosion. And uh, as you mentioned uh, in your introduction, uh, more than 100 people died. Around 3,000 people have been injured. Uh, 300,000 people have lost their homes as a result of this explosion. So it has a huge a magnitude of devastation. And I think the whole world has sympathized with Lebanon in facing this catastrophe. And I hope that uh, assistance would be forthcoming for the Lebanese people in order to help them overcome this devastation. That said, there are questions about what that huge supply of ammonium nitrate was doing in that building, whether or not there was uh, an attack. In other words, was this just an accident there? A lot of speculation about this. Any thoughts on the context behind those kinds of accusations or at least suspicions? Well, there has been some reports about uh, this shipment that has been there from 2014. And uh, our our speculations, as you said, that this is the reason uh, behind the explosion. But I think we will have to await the outcome of an investigation that the prime minister indicated that it would be fast and it will has has to have implications on those responsible for uh, what happened. As for other speculations, you know, Lebanon is always full of speculations because of all kinds of circumstances surrounding the situation in, in Lebanon. But I think the wise thing to do is to await the outcome of this uh, investigation and an official a report as to what the reasons were for this devastating explosion. There you go. So we will await more results of investigations on that. So let's turn to one of the things, the reason we wanted to have you on, as much has been made about the possibility of a peace accord in the Middle East. And you have noted recently that um, that European Arab group takes a stand to avert Israeli annexation and return to negotiations. Good news for Israeli-Palestinian peacemaking seems rare, but this month's diplomatic initiative by four states influential in Europe and Middle East is a constructive development that should continue, noting that on July 7th, Egypt, France, Germany, and Jordan joined to oppose Israel's declared intent to annex territory that it had occupied since 1967. Why do you see this as good news? Well, uh, we have been at an impasse as a result of all kinds of developments in trying to advance uh, peace efforts uh, between the Israelis and the Palestinians. And uh, I think that 
these four countries in particular have a huge role to play. Uh, Egypt and Jordan are the two countries that have uh, peace treaties uh, with Israel. Uh, With Egypt, it has been over 40 years, a solid peace uh, there. And with Jordan, 25 years, also a solid peace. And despite difficulties in relations uh, in some aspects, but, but I think things have been fine. On the European side, both France and Germany are the most influential countries in Europe, and their position has a huge influence uh, on the whole position of Europe in relation to the Israeli-Palestinian conflict. So joining hands, they can affect both the Arab position and the European position and can contribute to influencing uh, the international effort that is supposed to be done in order to address this issue. Also, uh, both the four countries uh, have good relations with Israel, have good relations with the United States, and are, are respected by uh, public opinion and by officials in Israel and Palestine. So we hope that this would help the process uh, because we are at a very difficult moment now. As you know, again, Ambassador Hesham Youssef here on POTUS with us, this quartet, the countries that are involved in this, Egypt, France, Germany, and Jordan, it's not the first quartet ever, the original Uh, Going back to 2002, the Middle East Quartet was the United States, Russia, the European Union, and United Nations. That was replaced by Egypt, Jordan, Saudi Arabia, and the United Arab Emirates called the Arab Quartet. So where have previous, if you will, quartets failed to get the music right, and why would this one have any better chance for success? Well, the two other quartets are still with us, so so no one is replacing anybody. So, and and this is you know part of the role that can be played by this new quartet. It can be a bridge between these two quartets, one at the international level and the second at uh, an Arab level. Uh, but but you know failure has been uh, um, you know something that we have been accustomed to in trying to achieve peace for several decades. Uh, whether it's uh, the efforts uh, that were done by uh, President Clinton, uh, President Obama, uh, you know, the Arab Peace Initiative, uh, uh, and now we have a Trump plan that, uh, you know, is, uh, has been opposed by, by the Palestinians, welcomed by the Israelis, uh, but we are at an impasse. And I think uh, what we need to do now is to see how we can overcome this impasse with the help of all those who are trying to to, to achieve this objective. And I think that this quartet, uh, bridging between these two quartets, can play an important role in achieving this objective. So, obviously, the role of the United States and the role of all these countries is important. Talk about Israel and, and the Palestinian government, the Palestinian Authority, and uh, in Israel, obviously, Prime Minister Netanyahu has his own problems because he's headed toward, it looks like, um, a, a turnover in the government when the agreed-upon uh, coalition government is is out of date. I just wonder who's calling the shots, and is there a sense that there is clear leadership of positions in each of those two respective countries? Well, Israel has had three elections in uh, around a year, and if it heads to a fourth election in less than two years, this also is a sign of how volatile the situation in Israel. And as you mentioned, also, the Palestinian Authority is having huge difficulties as a result of, uh, you know, financial situation, political situation, division between the major political forces uh, on the Palestinian scene, between Fatah and Hamas, and so on. So you're absolutely right. 
both sides have the huge problems internally and uh, they also need to get their act together in order for for things to advance uh, in addition to that we have uh, uh, the covid uh, pandemic that uh, initially showed some cooperation between both sides but as a result of calls for annexation uh, the Palestinian Authority has uh, stopped uh, the coordination with Israel, making things even worse. So we have our work cut out for us, and we need all the effort that can be done by all those who are concerned in order for us to, to see some progress and some advancement in order to de-escalate the situation and, uh, and allow us to try to get back to a more reasonable uh, positions where, uh, where, where they can talk to each other in order for us to advance. But this is unfortunately unlikely in the foreseeable future. Ambassador Hisham Youssef, thank you for joining us on POTUS today. It was a pleasure. Thank you. Ambassador, Ambassador Hisham Youssef was a career diplomat with the Ministry of Foreign Affairs from Egypt. He was Assistant Secretary General for Humanitarian, Cultural and Social Affairs for the Organization of Islamic Cooperation. He is now, and was with us because he is now a Jennings Randolph Senior Fellow at the United States Institute of Peace and Thoughts on the bombing in Beirut, as well as Prospects for a peace in the Middle East between the Palestinians and the Israelis, an ever-elusive target. He is tweeting at USIP. This podcast has been brought to you by the United States Institute of Peace and Sirius XM's POTUS, Channel 124.